welcome to the Happy Gut Podcast. I'm Jamie Wagner, registered nurse and gut health coach. I believe that gut health is central to your health and well-being. On the Happy Gut Podcast, we talk about how the gut affects every aspect of your health, including your digestion, skin, hormones, mental health, mood, behavior, cravings, weight, and well, basically everything. If you're struggling in any of those areas, then you're in the right place. Or if you simply want to implement healthier habits so you can live more vibrantly, energetically, and joyfully for a longer time, then you're right where you need to be. On the Happy Gut Podcast, my goal is to empower you with science-backed information so you can fix your gut and live your best life. Let's dive into today's topic. Hey there, welcome back to the Happy Gut Podcast. If you live in the U.S., the holidays are quickly approaching, and Thanksgiving is already this week. The holidays are a fun time, but they can also be really stressful. Family dynamics, traveling, all the food, lack of sleep, all of it can make it tough to stay in a routine that's good for your health. That's why today I'm giving you 14 strategies to navigate the holidays while taking care of your gut health without sacrificing having fun, too. So starting with number one, this is probably the most important thing you can do to ensure you don't get too off track during the busy holiday season, and that is planning and preparing ahead of time, especially if you're going out of town. Planning and preparing in general is the best thing you can do to stay in a healthy routine, even when it's not the holidays. But during this time of year, it's extra helpful to stay on top of things by planning ahead. This might look different for everyone, but I'll give an example from my life. For most holidays, I check in with who is hosting to see what food will be provided. Since I personally avoid dairy and gluten and hold back on super sugary items, I take that into account. Most of the time, they make some sort of meat that is baked or smoked. Many side dishes can be iffy, so I will often offer to bring my own side dish, usually one that has vegetables. It can be as simple as bringing a vegetable tray or making your own. Or if I'm traveling, I buy some nutritious snacks to bring along, like veggies and hummus, fruit and nut butter, purely Elizabeth granola, nuts, or things like that. I may even make a grocery list for when I arrive to my destination so I can continue my eating routine even if I'm not at home. I will also bring my own dish or dishes to parties or at least some kind of emergency snack. So there are a lot of different ways that you can plan or prepare ahead of time, so think about what that might look like for you. This also kind of ties into number two. Number two is make special requests if you have food sensitivities or intolerances. If you're a recovering people pleaser like myself, this one can be challenging, but it can be very helpful to talk to the host ahead of time saying something like, hey, I appreciate you hosting Thanksgiving this year. I do have a gluten and dairy sensitivity, so I was wondering if there would be any options for me. Some people just aren't super knowledgeable about these things, so you may have to clarify and say something like, I cannot have butter, milk, cheese, or items that say contains milk, gluten, or wheat. They could even send you photos of products they plan on using so you can determine if they're safe for you to eat. This really depends on the person hosting or making the food with their knowledge of ingredients as well as their willingness to make changes, but it doesn't hurt to ask. If they can't or won't accommodate you, then that just goes back to number one, planning ahead and bringing things you can eat or even eating a little ahead of time. Over time, your family or friends will likely get used to your dietary restrictions and start accommodating you without even asking. That's been my experience most of the time. That's not always the case, though, so if your family or friends aren't very supportive of you, that just again goes back to number number one with planning and preparing ahead of time. Now, number three is host if you can and make or provide more nutritious options. I understand that this isn't possible for everyone, but I wanted to bring it up as an option. 
It's more work, but if you're like me and enjoy hosting gatherings, it can be fun. And then you can be a little more in charge of what food is served, so you have plenty of options. If this isn't a possibility, then taking tips one and two will be the most helpful for you. Number four, make substitutions. When you're looking for recipes or shopping for ingredients, you can make healthier substitutions. For example, there are boxed mixes for cakes, cupcakes, muffins, etc. that are healthier than what you typically find at the grocery store. One of my favorite brands is Simple Mills. This is not an ad, but they have box mixes for things like vanilla cupcakes, pumpkin bread or muffins, rolls or loaves of bread, and more that use simple, real ingredients without preservatives, with less sugar and no artificial sweeteners, no inflammatory oils, and all that good stuff. They are more expensive, but sometimes you can find these products on sale, or if it's a special occasion like a holiday, I personally tend to indulge if I'm able to. Or if you're making something from scratch, find a recipe with healthier options. I will sometimes search paleo. <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard that, but it sounded like one of those like chickens that you squeeze and it makes the noise. Um, that was my throat. Uh, <laughs> what was I saying? Okay, finding healthier recipes. So sometimes I will search the word paleo and then the type of recipe that I'm trying to find. For example, paleo chili. One that I like to make includes sweet potatoes, green beans, and other veggies so that you get that extra fiber and vegetable intake. I've also made many different gluten and dairy-free desserts like apple crisp or peach crisp, for example, with ingredients like coconut sugar and or maple syrup, paleo gluten-free flour, pecans, and more. If these were store-bought items like the apple crisp and peach crisp or made from a typical recipe, they may include more refined flour and sugar, which are not ideal, or even high fructose corn syrup, gluten, inflammatory oils, or other ingredients that are not so friendly to the body. Making substitutions is a practice, and I encourage you to do it in your daily life as well, not just around the holidays. It can take time to figure out what substitutions work well for you and that are best, but it can make a huge difference because all of these ingredients add up, even on a holiday weekend. These substitutes may help you feel more energized, less bloated or full, and less crappy overall. And making substitutions means that you can still have fun and enjoy the foods that you like to eat, but still feel a little bit better after consuming them. Okay, so moving on to tip number five, treat the holiday like a normal day. Don't skip meals. This is something I used to do because I was saving room for all the food I was going to eat later. If you have a gathering at lunchtime or later, still eat a nutritious breakfast with protein, fat, and a carbohydrate like I always suggest doing on a day-to-day -day basis. And do this three to four hours before your next meal. If you skip meals, you're putting your body in a stress state or fight or flight, like I talked about in last week's episode. It will also mess up your blood sugar levels as well as your energy levels. Skipping meals will often lead to overeating later in the day as well. You'll feel better if you treat the holiday like a normal day, eating normal amounts and types of food throughout the whole day. Now number six, when you're at the gathering, start with real, whole, nourishing foods first, such as vegetables, soup, salad, meat, or fruit, rather than bread, baked goods, soda, or processed foods. If you fill up on the more nutritious foods first, you'll be less likely to binge on the items with refined sugar and flour and other less nutritious ingredients. It's of course okay to have some of those things, but you'll feel much better energy-wise and digestion-wise if you fill up on the nutritious options first and then have small servings of the other options like dessert, for example. Number seven, when you're eating, do it mindfully. What does this mean? This can look like taking a few deep breaths before beginning to eat, 
eating slowly throughout the meal rather than scarfing it down quickly, taking time to appreciate the meal and the many flavors and textures of the food, chewing your food thoroughly, and so on. Really, to sum it up, just taking your time and truly enjoying each bite. This is a tip I give to every single person because most of us eat way too quickly and in a stressed state, so this doesn't just apply to the holidays. However, it can be more common to eat quicker at holiday gatherings or be more stressed during the meal, so just keep this tip in mind. Tip number eight, stop eating when you're about 80% full. Holidays, Thanksgiving especially, are common times for people to get completely stuffed. Then you feel like crap for the rest of the day and maybe even the next day. I'm sure you know that feeling where you just feel like you need to lay on the couch with your belt undone, belly out, and just take a nap. (laughs) This year, I encourage you to eat until you're about 80% full. This kind of goes with the last tip with eating slowly. Eating slowly allows your brain to communicate to your gut that you're satisfied. It can take around 20 minutes or so for your gut to get this communication, so eating slowly will ensure you don't overdo it. This is a practice, though, so if you don't do it perfectly this time, that's totally normal. Try to incorporate this into your daily life, though. Number nine, limit alcohol. I know it's not very fun of me to say that, but alcohol is very inflammatory and high in calories and empty carbohydrates. And some types have gluten, so if you have a sensitivity, that could be an issue. Of course, it's fine to maybe have a glass of red wine or some kind of drink here and there, but I encourage you to take it easy on the alcohol. It can contribute to leaky gut, can increase inflammation, and is a big factor for weight gain for many people. Enjoy yourself, but think about drinking it in moderation. I know that this can be difficult in social situations. There's a lot of pressure to drink alcohol during parties and get-togethers, and people will often ask why you aren't drinking. Remember, it's none of anyone's business what you eat or drink, so you can be honest or just tell them, I don't feel like drinking much alcohol today, and leave it at that. Just like eating mindfully, you can drink mindfully and slowly as well. Ask yourself, do I really want or need this drink? If you do, drink it. If not, take a pass, maybe drink some water instead. Think about how it's going to make you feel. And take your time and sip on your drink and just really enjoy it. Tip number 10, focus on the people that you are there to see rather than on the food. Our minds can get really centered around food, especially around the holidays, but it may help to reframe it and try to put your focus on social connections instead. That's truly what the holidays are all about, so don't forget that. With that being said, if a family member pressures you to eat something, maybe be prepared for that with a response like, no thank you, I might try some later. You don't have to eat something because a family member is telling you to. Maybe try to divert the conversation away from the food and talk about things that are more fun and make those social connections and focus on that instead. Number 11, getting a little movement in. Take a walk before and or after the meal. It can be helpful to get some light movement in during the day, especially if you do end up eating more than usual. A walk is a nice and light exercise and you could even ask a family member or a friend to come with you. My 12th tip for navigating the holidays is to ensure you get enough sleep. Sleep can get thrown on the back burner during the holidays, especially if you're traveling, so try to do your best to prioritize sleep and get at least seven hours per night. Disrupted sleep can also lead to hunger hormones being off balance, so that can cause you to overeat as well, which can be a recipe for disaster around the holidays. Number 13, have fun and don't beat yourself up if you slip up a little bit. You can get back to your normal routine the next day. 
Holidays are special occasions, so it's okay if you indulge a little and get off your routine. Just try to get back to it the next day. Take leftovers that are more nutritious or take small portions of the not-so-nutritious options. Continue to not skip meals, hydrate, get enough sleep, get some movement in, and not stress too much about it. One day of getting off track won't negatively impact you in the long run. It's about staying consistent on the day-to-day basis. And my last and 14th tip is remember your why. I like to encourage my clients to choose whys for their health journey. Some examples are, I want to live a healthier lifestyle so I can live a longer time, but also be active with my children and grandchildren. Or, I want to live a healthier lifestyle so I don't develop heart disease like my family members did. You can also have multiple whys. Remember those. It can help to write them down, put them in your phone, or just think of them periodically when you might be struggling. They can help keep you motivated to continue putting in the effort to take care of your body. Okay, now let's recap. If you think you'll have a hard time remembering these tips, get a paper and pen or your notes app out and write them down. 14 tips to navigate the holidays while taking care of your gut health. 1. Plan and prepare ahead of time, especially if you're going out of town. 2. Make special requests if you have food sensitivities. 3. Host if you can and make or provide more nutritious options. 4. Make substitutions. 5. Treat the day like a normal day and don't skip meals. 6. Start with real, nourishing foods. 7. Eat mindfully and slowly. 8. Stop eating when you're 80% full. 9. Limit alcohol. 10. Focus on the people you're there to see rather than the food. 11. Take a walk before or after the meal. 12. Ensure you get enough sleep. 13. Have fun and don't beat yourself up. 14. Remember your why. And if you don't do all of these, that is okay. Even implementing a few of these tips will probably help you quite a bit if you don't do them already. I also want to reiterate that it's totally okay if you don't eat perfectly on the holidays, or any day for that matter. Enjoy yourself. Life is short. But what makes it shorter is that lack of consistency. Not a single day out of the year. Happy Thanksgiving, and I am so thankful for my listeners and the support I've received from you all with starting this podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I will see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Happy Gut Podcast. I'll be back next week with another episode. If you liked it, I'd love it if you could leave a positive review. I'd also love it if you shared it with your friends and family, maybe your coworkers, maybe your uh, barista, whoever. You can find all sources and a link to my website in the show notes. You can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at It's Jamie Wagner. See you next time.